Hi, and welcome to Exposed. You know, I want to talk today about changes in American culture and how uh, America impacts the world. Many times um, we don't take the time to consider how America affects the world. For instance, um, like pop culture, entertainment, American movies, television shows, music, fashion trends, all these things have a global reach. Hollywood is pretty much the epicenter of the film industry and it produces films that set the tone for global cinematic trends. Uh, American pop stars, musicians, we dominate the charts worldwide. And this has the power to shape the tastes and preferences of people from all kinds of backgrounds all around the world. Therefore, the global influence of American entertainment can be seen positively and negatively because on one hand, it provides a window into American creativity and diversity and all of that. But on the other hand, it could sometimes overshadow local cultural expressions, which can lead to concerns about our global influences. Now, America has exported so much in the way of culture and entertainment. Uh, look at recently, we had the Senate make dress changes. Now, how did that come about? Chucky, Chucky, Chucky Schumer sucking up to the radical left. And just because now uh, Pennsylvania has this guy, hoodie man, I call him, uh, Fetterman, uh, you know, the one who dresses in shorts and a hoodie. Um, and, and so now uh, Chucky Schumer decided that the entire Senate now bows down at the feet of the most poorly dressed human being in America right now, my opinion, dresses like a fool for an adult. Sad. How are we seen around the world? I can tell you we're seen like a bunch of fools who instead of standing up for proper decorum, we lower our standards so that the worst dressed guy can feel comfortable coming to work. <laughs> Look, I'm not done with that one. We're going to get back to him in just a minute. But we can't ignore all of the ways America has influence in the world. One of the largest areas of our influence believe it or not, is the porn industry. Now listen, porn industry. The United States, uh, we're a pioneer in technology. Uh, we're uh, home to many you know, tech giants. And because of that, we have played a significant role in the global spread of pornography. Um, the internet you know, made it easier for explicit content, uh, content to be disseminated globally. And, and by the way, maybe you didn't know this, but it was Al Gore who invented the internet. Oh, you don't remember when he claimed that? Yeah, <laughs> El Gore invented the internet. Oh, God help us. <laughs> Look, I know many of the largest pornographic websites and platforms are based in the United States. I know that because that's the facts of what you can find out if you do a little research. And so America is contributing to the accessibility and the widespread distribution of adult content. Now, I believe in business. I believe in the, the free right of enterprise and, you know, uh, but let's face it, the ease of access to this explicit material should raise some concerns 
about its exposure to miners and what it may be doing to some of our miners if they're used in the negative side of that. Well, it's all negative, but you know, the real negative side of the porn industry, which when, when it affects children. So should there be some kind of content regulation? Question mark. I don't know. Should there be? I, I listen, I believe in, you know, government stays out of our business, but yet government should be there to serve and protect maybe there needs to be a little bit of protection in place for the most vulnerable in our society which are our children so what has america done along those lines zilch not much i mean we have a strong commitment to freedom of speech we know that it's protected by our first amendment and thank god for that but the negative side of that can be that it created an environment where adult content production and distribution uh, being relatively unrestricted compared to many other nations could be a negative, especially for those most vulnerable. Now, listen, I, I'm firmly behind uh, the ability of free speech. I'm firmly behind the First Amendment. This has allowed the United States, though, to be a uh, part of the growth and the thriving of the pornographic industry around the world. American produced pornography has a global market and we often set the industry standards in terms of production and quality and content. And so maybe we should be a little concerned. It's a multi-billion dollar business. And let's face it, with that much money, you know, not only does it have economic implications here in the States, but it affects people around the world. So I want to know why isn't much being done to curb the dissemination of such materials or distribution of such materials that may include child pornography? Is it because of money? Oh, duh. <laughs> what else can it be? Money does make the world go round. The widespread availability of pornography, much of it produced in the United States, is now having social and cultural consequences worldwide. And that includes effects on relationships, uh, effects on attitudes towards sex, um, effects on perceptions of body image. So, our influence, America's influence on the global pornography industry is significant. And yet many of us have just like accepted that and not really looked any further. But we do know this, the porn industry degrades those in the industry. It degrades women. We know that some women do it willingly and some out of desperation. And some, I believe, are forced. It uses them as tools to reach a financial objective. What about those that use children just to make money? See, the actual cost many times is the destruction of the person or at least the destruction of someone's self-esteem. Another troubling topic of discussion regarding America's impact on the world is the alarming number of children 
that literally disappear each year from this country. Why have we simply turned a blind eye to this issue? Oh, have I hit a sore spot? <laughs> I think so. The, the recent movie documentary, if you will, um, The Sound of Freedom, truly was a powerful eye-opener. Many of my friends who never thought about the topic, I kind of pushed them to see the movie. And shining the light of truth on this topic will bring a lot of scrutiny and ridicule. And so my question is, why? Why? Well, I could tell you why. People don't want to talk about this topic because it scares them. Other people don't want to talk about this topic because they don't want to face the possible truth and facts. See, instead of taking an immediate stand against people who bring up this topic, we should be somehow asking, are we the problem? Are we allowing something like this to happen on our watch? When people question or come against people who come out with a movie like this, um, uh, make, it, when, they, when they do that, it makes me want to dig in deeper. I, I, I find that when there's such strong resistance to the discussion, that's all it is, a discussion of topics like this, it's usually because someone somewhere is making a whole lot of money and working to control the narrative. They don't want the truth out. This is where we need an honest and open media. Sorry, it's almost funny. Uh, sad. Uh, an open and honest media could really make a difference, but that would mean they'd have to do investigative journalism. That's something that we don't find very much of today. There is some on the on the, on the right. There is some journalism, but let's face it: investigative journalism is all but dead. I mean, it should be the media that is exposing whether or not these things are true. But instead, all we see and all we hear is the bashing of those who dare to bring up the topic. I'm appalled by the sheer number of kids that literally disappear each and every year. According to our own Federal Bureau of Investigation, and listen, I believe that the majority of the men and women working in the FBI are good men and women who desire to serve this nation and uphold the Constitution that they swore to. I believe that. I just believe it's the embedded leadership that is working hard to destroy the nation from the inside. But according to the FBI, every year in the United States, we have an estimated 460,000 children reported missing. Uh, uh, how is that possible? That's that uh, nearly a half a million kids are reported missing. That means every 40 seconds a child goes missing or is abducted. I mean, numbers like this should, uh, should be alarming at the least to each and every American, especially parents, grandparents. How do we bring to light how do we have a discussion about this deeply troubling issue? Yet we have heroes out there working to get the truth out, increasing the awareness of this issue. And most people are quiet, silent. 
I don't know about you, but I'm all in in doing anything that I can. And I'm asking you to do the same. If you haven't seen the movie, The Sound of Freedom, it's time to see it. I encourage you to see it at all costs. Get out there and spread the word. You can go online. You could download it or you could pay to watch it. Somewhere you could find this movie and watch it. America seems to be the one nation that most other nations come to for help and support because we still are the greatest bastion of freedom in the world. And we do so much good around the world. And yet, with our tax dollars, we do so many foolish things. Billions of dollars each and every year we're sending to countries around the world. And many times what we're finding is that those countries that we're helping financially are actually harboring the criminals who are involved in the horrendous crimes like child kidnapping. Why are we silent? Why is the Congress and the Senate not doing anything, not more, anything about this topic whatsoever? Sadly, my friends, it's power, money and power. Truth and justice, righteousness, they've been pushed to the back of the bus. Our politicians spend inordinate amounts of time with lobbyists. And of course, these lobbyists represent the largest corporations in the world. They have the ear of our Congress and Senate. We should have the ear of our Congress and our Senate, but we are too busy just living life. We're too busy going home and turning on the boob tube and getting lost in some movie while someone is out there stealing our nation. Look at things like Big Pharma. Look what they did to us in 2020 with the COVID scare lie. Look at the amount of Big Pharma Look at the amount that Big Pharma is giving to politicians each and every year. I know you don't know what it is. I do because I researched it. Last year alone, over $372 million. $372 million. That's a whole lot of money. Where did this money go? It lined the pockets of our politicians. It lined the pockets of the lobbyists that work with our politicians. And why? All in hopes of more power and more influence on Capitol Hill. Why? So they can keep amassing more and more of money and fortune and power. And yet, all the while, our children are being used, exploited, abused, and even murdered. And America's silence is deafening. The, re the rest of the world sees and knows what we're doing. And I'm red hot on the inside about this topic. And I cannot imagine the hurt and the pain of a parent whose child is abducted and never seen nor heard from again. I can't fathom how they go on day after day, week after week, year after year, while we remain silent. And since America, I believe, is still a great nation, being a great nation, I still believe we can do great things. 
How does it happen? It's up to you and I. We cannot leave it to the politicians any longer in Washington to do something about the problems. We need to sound the alarm. We need to ring the bell. We need to be the ones to bring up with a shout and with our loudest voice. We must save the children. America has a huge impact on the world with everything we do and with everything that we don't do. But the one area that sets the tone for our respect or lack of respect around the world, believe it or not, is the way in which America handles its political values. The promotion of democratic values can be seen as a positive force for global stability and human rights. However, it's essential to acknowledge that America's lack of leadership in some vital cultural and political areas has hurt us and hurt our ability to positively affect the world for good. Listen, when we have politicians lying on a regular basis, example, Adam Schiff, he has spent years spreading lies and misleading the American public just by relentlessly vouching for the fake dossier. The dossier, at one point, he was so confident of its veracity, he knew it wasn't true, yet he read it verbatim into the congressional record. The whole Russia, Russia, Russia dossier hearings and impeachment hoax was nothing but that, a hoax and a lie. And when Ortegas accused him of spreading destructive disinformation for years, Schiff answered by saying, um, I, I couldn't have known if people were lying to Steele. Steele's the one who wrote the report. But that's the furthest thing from the truth. Most it, it, people in the FBI, most people in the CIA, most people in the government knew that the dossier was a pack of lies. The FBI discredited Steele's dossier from... Uh, nearly from its inception, within a few months of its composition. And yet, Schiff continued to frequently claim that he had corroborated its contents. And he declared publicly that he had a smoking gun. I have personally seen documents and ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. He never saw a thing. Schiff just made it all up. And one of the main reasons the hoax worked so well for so long is that the media was in bed with them, but people like Schiff are willing to misrepresent the lack of proof that they claim to be holding in secret. See, news outlets like CNN and MSNBC invited this guy to go on air and promise week after week, month after month that, well, we're just on the edge of a big reveal. It's a scandal too horrible to even detail. Journalists, my eye, they allowed themselves to be played for fools. And believe it or not, that did amazing damage to America on the world stage. When we allow justice to no longer be blind, but instead be filled with vengeance, we have compromised our nation. And we have right now judges across this nation who have come after. Trump and others. We have prosecutors who are working together 
with these compromised judges. And what are they doing? They are hurting America. And soon, in a very short time, without some serious reversal to the point where those who are guilty are actually held accountable, we're going to suffer as a nation. And I believe we can suffer an irreversible fate to the point where America will lose its influence on the world, including its financial influence. My question that really irked me for the longest time is, so why was Schiff allowed to lie with such impunity? Yeah. Well, number one, nobody holds him accountable. And when someone tried to, I know it was just, you know, it, it wasn't really important, maybe to most of us, but the House of Representatives, okay, 20 Republicans in the House of Representatives sided with most Democrats in voting to set aside a resolution that would have censured Adam Schiff. And it would have censured him for insisting that the former president, Donald Trump, colluded with Russia to win the 2016 election. The 225 to 196 vote killed the resolution. You want to know who did it? Do you want to know who was responsible for that? Here are the 20 Republicans who voted not to move forward with the measure. So these are the ones. These are the ones who should be held accountable and responsible. They're on your screen. Thomas Massey, Kelly Armstrong, Lori Chavez, Juan Siscomani, Tom Cole, Warren Davidson, Brian Fitzpatrick, Kay Granger from Texas, Garrett Graves from Louisiana, Thomas Keene, New Jersey, Kevin Kiley, California, Young Kim, California, Michael Lawler, New York, Tom McClinic, California, Marcus Malinaro, New York, Jay Obernote, California, Michael Simpson, Idaho, Michael Turner, Ohio, David Baldale, California, Stephen Womack, Arkansas. How sad that we have people calling themselves Republicans, yet they refuse to stand for truth. But see, these guys can lie and have no fear because they're immune from prosecution for lying. Yes, it's a crime to lie under oath, but these guys like Schiff were not under oath. All they were was just representatives of the people. And because they can shield the evidence that is not privy to the public, most of the time they can lie without us ever knowing. And that, my friends, should be scary to you because it sure is to me. Now, let, let's talk about the hoodie man again for a minute. Our national leaders, Chucky Schumer, and they decided to get together and lower the standards of dress. In, in effect, basically, lowering the standards of decency and morality in the United States. I mean, today, there's no longer a dress code at the highest levels of government. They are allowing this guy to determine how America will be presented to the world. What? It's nonsense. And to make things worse, if that were even possible, 
we have a guy occupying the White House who cannot tell the truth. He is actually a serial liar. People say he's mentally unstable. I don't know. Whatever it is, my friends, this is not something we should be taking lightly. This is a serious problem. And if we do not have those in leadership rise up and put a stop to this increasing nonsense, we will soon find ourselves being dissed by China, Russia, and every major power in the world. I'm incensed by everything that has happened in such a short period of time, just in a few short years. Can you imagine if President Trump changed the dress code to golf attire? It would have been a nightmare. The media would have had a field day attacking him. But in this case, oh, no. The media is all on board praising this change as if it's something good for the country. And the sad thing is, from their perspective, it is good. Because they're all working towards the common goal of the destruction of America we all know and love. They really, truly want a one-world government. They really don't want America being at the helm any longer on this blue planet. And that's because they're unknowingly working on behalf of evil. See, in order for a one-world government to come into existence, America must be reduced to being non-influential. Oh, how sad a day in which we live. But I still think turning this thing around is possible. Oh, it's going to be much harder than it seems. I, I think about places like where I live here in Connecticut. I live in Connecticut, a blue state mainly. Let me show you something. On your screen right now, what you're looking at are people who are convicted or given civil penalties for fraudulent use of absentee ballots. Here in Connecticut, starting in 2022, we had John Malozzi, criminal conviction, fraudulent use of absentee ballots. 2018, Troy Stevenson, criminal conviction, fraudulent use of absentee ballots. Betty Chapel, criminal conviction, fraudulent use of absentee ballots. Christina Ayala, criminal conviction, false registrations. Minnie Gonzalez, civil penalty, fraudulent use of absentee ballots. Lydia Martinez, civil penalty, fraudulent use of absentee ballots. 2010, Carlos Lopez, civil penalty, false registrations. Luz Lopez, civil penalty, false registrations. Lillian Cummings, Stevenson, civil penalty, fraudulent use of absentee ballots. What we have, what do we have? Fraudulent use of absentee ballots. This should make you and I incensed because this is what's been happening right along. But we don't hear about it. Even our news media here in Connecticut played the whole thing down recently when another man was arrested for fraudulent use of absentee ballots. But yet, when you look at the numbers nationally around the country for Donald Trump, when he supposedly lost to Biden's 80 million people who voted for him, what a bunch of lies and twists. He really lost only by a few votes in a few states, 10,000 votes here, a few thousand there. Let me tell you something. 
if they actually investigated, if they actually held people accountable, they would have found enough votes for President Trump. The whole 2020 COVID scam began to produce an idea in the minds of the far left. Hey, if we could just put ballot boxes everywhere, mm, we could stuff them. And sure enough, that's what they did. Maybe you didn't get a chance to see the movie, 2000 Mules. Powerful movie. Again, discredited, discredited, discredited. Oh, that's not true. Oh, what we're seeing with our natural eyes, people pouring in tens, hundreds, thousands of ballots into ballot boxes in the middle of the night, 2, 3, 4 a.m. Oh, no, what we're seeing with our eyes wasn't true. My friends, what I just showed you in Connecticut is available to you to look at your state. Let me give you that information. It's heritage.org backslash voter fraud. Heritage.org backslash voter fraud. Right there, you could find out all the information that you need because voter fraud is commonplace. And it all surrounds absentee ballots. Now, we know the ballot box scam. But we also know that the media was silent about it. In my state in Connecticut, it has been blue for so long, and we all know why. We know that most of the, the large cities, uh, Bridgeport, uh, Stanford, New Haven, Hartford, uh, Waterbury, Norwalk, all of these are Democrat strongholds with ballot harvesting operations in place. And they have no worries because even if they're caught, the media doesn't cover it. And I know I grew up in Waterbury. I know. I know firsthand some things. And if you think it's isolated to just Connecticut, you are so very wrong. Look at Fulton County, Georgia, where they filed all those ridiculous charges against Donald Trump and the 18 other who I call heroes fighting against tyranny. See, the Democrats in this county control the entire voting process so tightly that even many minorities in the county have come out in favor of Trump. Why? Because they say that they're tired of being politically oppressed by the political machine there. My friends, we could see a turnaround. Let's not lose hope. There is still a chance to turn this thing around. And it's up to you and me to make a difference. We need a voting revolt. We need such overwhelming numbers at the polls in 2024 that the wind for Donald Trump and others like him will be unmistakable. We must have an outsider elected to most offices because all these insiders are just too entrenched in what I call the deep state. And today I want to ask you to join with me in spreading the word. You see, a grassroots has more power in many cases than some large organization. If we start with just you and I, we need to start spreading the word. We need a voting revolt. We need such overwhelming numbers at the polls in 2024 that the win for Donald Trump and others like him will be unmistakable. And the left will know that we really desire to have an outsider in the White House, an outsider in Congress, an outsider in our Senate, an outsider in our governor's offices around the nation. We must have outsiders elected to most offices because all these insiders are too entrenched 
in the political machine. And they are destroying this nation from the inside out. We had a new term that came up recently since the 2020 election and even a little bit earlier than that, possibly. And what we did is we looked at the federal government and we said that the federal government is filled with people, insiders. We call them the deep state. And the deep state is real. I know you'll hear on major news networks that the deep state is a lie. But the deep state is the truth because it is the federal workers of which the U.S. government is the largest employer, which, again, is another problem. We'll talk about it in, in, a, in another show coming up soon about how we can reduce the size of government. But see, the government is so huge. And these people have been in, entrenched in offices for 20, 30, 40 years. And so they see political candidates come and go and uh, they don't listen when they're told to do something because they know they can't get fired. President Donald Trump learned a very valuable lesson being an outsider. He realized that um, he needs to get in there this time and he needs to throw a lot of people out of office, starting with the FBI, CIA, and all the cloaked three and four letter agencies, including the IRS, and get rid of these people who are entrenched in office. And instead, let's reduce the number of people that are there and let's get these offices working more efficiently on behalf of you and I instead of against you and I. So I'm hoping you'll join me in a grassroots effort. And here's how it works. You begin to tell your family, your friends, your relatives, your, your uh, pe people that you work with, the people around you, the people that you have influence over, and everyone has influence over someone. Let's begin to share the way we really believe and what we think. What's the worst that can happen? We can lose a few friends along the way. I would rather lose a few friends and keep our great country then hold on to people who I think are my friend. But when it comes down to it, they'll stab me in the back or you in the back just to be able to get a few dollars extra from their government who will pay them to turn on us because eventually that's what's going to happen. It happened in 2020, just started to happen. Let me tell you, they tested the waters with the COVID garbage. They tested the waters. They wanted to see if Americans will turn on Americans and Americans did turn on Americans. So. Join me. Join with me. Let's team up together. Let you and I begin to tell all the people in our life about what we really think. It's time we be bold. It's time we be strong. It's time we stand up for this great nation that you and I love. We can convince others to get on board with us. And let's take back this great country for ourselves, our children, and our grandchildren. God bless you. Well, if you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire or watched the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you listened or watched. And do me a favor, please share this episode with others who may be interested in these same topics. And also feel free to let me know what topics you'd like to see covered in the future. You can get in touch with me in the comments or by, you know, social media networks. Thanks again for everything. 
See you next week.